Welcome everyone, Arthur Bablis here. Congratulations for getting to the Personal Evolution Show, the podcast, part of the Evolve from the Inside Out community. And we're gonna be coming to you, we're gonna be having discussions, we're gonna have conversations. And the whole purpose is to get you thinking about your thinking. We're gonna ask you some questions so you can discover decisions that you need to make in order for you to start moving your life forward. How do you bring in more joy, more happiness, more success into your life? You see, leadership, success, happiness, it doesn't just happen, it's cause and effect. In this podcast, we're gonna be sharing with you modern sciences, a traditional wisdom, spiritual laws, you have blending modalities from NLP, hypnosis, kinesiology, energy work. We're gonna share with you what we've learned over the last 30 years in this wonderful field to help you to discover that essence inside of you and ask yourself the questions to help you to break through. Here's a question, who would you be? What would you do? And how would you feel if you already had blank? Think about that. This podcast is going to help you fill in the blanks. This is Arthur Bablis. We're nearly at the end of 2021. 2022 is around the corner. We put this program together to be able to help people to build their own resilience, their inner strength. So tonight's talk is pertinent to really our message as well. So they can navigate the road ahead to get ahead and do that with integrity and without losing integrity and, and, they can, and their passion for life. How many people over the last 18 months have felt they've lost their integrity? They've lost their sense of themselves. They're doing things they didn't want to do because they just had to do them to get through. Well, we put this program for you to stay connected to who you are, your truth. And I'm telling you, 2021 is at the end. 2022 is around the corner. So as you turn and walk down this pathway, are you ready for 2022? Because what if I said, you now have an opportunity to make 2022 the single most epic and monumental year in your life yet? Would that be exciting? What's in your hands? It's in your hands with the decisions that you make, the choices that you bring into your life. And you know, a lot of people are going to say, you know what, they get caught up with the past, don't they? I can't do what I want to do today. I can't go where I want to go because I'm caught up in the past. And there rings a bell, that's an electric mark. So how many people are caught up with the past? You hear, I'm here to say that the past doesn't equal the future unless you choose to live there. What is your emotional home? Do you touch the rim of possibilities of the future? Are you forward thinking? Or do you keep on thinking that we're stuck where we are right now because of them, because of that, because of the government? Because it's a conspiracy theory. I'm not here to say what is or what isn't. But how many of you get caught up with the stories of the world around you and you identify them and that's your identity? And holding on to that is stopping you from moving forward and becoming the person that you were destined to be and making a difference on this planet. See, when we get caught up in the past, I think we disconnect from our intuition, we disconnect from our heart, we disconnect from, I think, the part of us that really connects us with our soul and our spirit. And really, when you think about it, we're here, we're energy, we're spirit, we're, we're, we're souls having this uh, physical experience. So what could your purpose be? If you're a spirit, you're a soul, and you're on this planet, what could your purpose be? Well, I believe our purpose is twofold. You're here to evolve. How does that happen? To reconnect with your heart and your soul. How does that happen? And once you get that, through the learnings of the past, and being grateful for the the experiences that you've attracted in life in order for you to evolve, then once you get that, I think your next part of the purpose is to help other people to evolve. Evolve and help others to evolve. Because here's what happens if you don't evolve. 
Guess what you're going to do? Repeat the past. So you've got two choices. Evolve into the future or repeat. Evolve or repeat. Evolve or repeat. So I'm so excited tonight to introduce our speaker because I've met this beautiful lady, I think it's four years ago now. It was on my journey of becoming an NLP master trainer. I'd done my NLP trainers training with an organization and, and she was that year doing her training and you know we have to come in and assess and I remember this lady wearing this blue outfit, this blue shirt, flurry shirt, golden hair, standing up doing a presentation. Well, she's pretty cool. And the following year we connected, she came in, was assisting in that same organization and we just bonded, we connected. I think we became great, well, great friends since then. And um, we, we, we talk, we talk regularly and it's been great to watch her grow in this space. This lady comes from corporate America. When we say corporate America, she's had high powered roles in corporate America, you know, earning lots of money. Like she went from earning multiple six-figure incomes to $40 a day teaching yoga. <laughs> and that's part of the story she'll tell you, right? Managing an airline in JFK Airport. So we're talking about someone in, in corporate world. And so she went on a journey. Went on a journey to discover herself. She's got an Australian heritage. Mixed accent. She's half and half. Right, you'll hear that, half and half. <laughs> right. And so really, look, I wanna, what I want to say about, uh, I want to introduce Deborah Heslin. Here's the slide on her before I bring her on. You know, Deb, Deb's a high-powered corporate uh, role in America, but she's decided to come in this coaching world. She's a master coach. She does a lot of corporate coaching, deep dive in spirituality, yoga. She's a yoga facilitator. She's a heart math trainer, trained in the heart math resilience and all the training that heart math provides. She's an NLP trainer, hypnosis trainer, and she does a wonderful job with the work that she does. She has her own business, Deborah Hes Heslin Wellness. She's out in Florida, and without any other uh, ado, let me introduce this wonderful lady. Let's give her a big round of applause. Let's spotlight her for everyone. Everyone, this is Deborah Heslin. Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. So I'll come on the screen as well, Deb. Let me see where am I? I've disappeared. Let me come back on the screen here so we can spotlight the both of us. So there's the two of us here so we got deb welcome so much it's great to actually have you here we've been talking so long for the last 18 months we've got to do something together we've got to do something together we've got to do something together and tonight we're doing some stuff together so welcome everyone this is deb heslin we're going to give it over to deb thanks so much guys i am thrilled to be here even though i got up at 1 30 a.m right because in in florida time uh, uh, in the united states right now it's 3 a.m and I didn't even have to set my alarm. I woke up. I was so excited to, to get up and, and do this. And uh, honestly, thank you. Thank you, Arthur, for having me. Um, a little bit about me. Arthur had said I'm originally from Australia. And I have this half and half accent because I've lived in the United States since 1979. I came over here on on what well, Americans say is a vacation, right? But I came over here on holiday 
And I didn't get back to Australia for quite a few years later. So I ended up getting married and, and having my kids here. And now um, I'm going to be a great grandmother. I'm a grandmother of eight of eight grandchildren. And, and the saying goes is, I think I'm a great grandmother. Now I'm really going to be a great grandmother. So <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Um, my granddaughter that's having the baby uh, just, just got engaged. And uh, she's in the United States military over here. So I'm really, really proud of her too. But anyway, my story really fast is my dad, um, I, I was born in Perth in Western Australia. And my dad decided when I was six years of age to become, uh, to become a preacher, right? So we moved from Western Australia to this little town in New South Wales called Kurenbong. I don't know if you've heard of Kurenbong. It's just outside of, of Newcastle. And I lived there from six to 10. Then we went back to Western Australia, moved to New Zealand. And um, after moving to New Zealand for five years, I lived there, moved back to Australia. And then my dad decided to go to New York and that's where I became the original Mrs. Crocodile Dundee because I had no clue about New York. I was 20, <laughs> 23 before Crocodile Dundee came out, right? And I'll tell you a, a funny story for those of you that, that know New York at all or wonder a little bit about New York. I'm married to a New Yorker, my children are New Yorkers and they're really, really incredible people. My first time there, my dad took me on, on the parkway into the city and we had to go over what's called the 59th Street Bridge into Manhattan on the Upper East Side. And the Upper East Side is where all the rich and famous pretty much live, but I did not know that. So coming from Australia and, and the great outdoors and plenty of space, he says to me, Deb, people live in those buildings. They live there. That's their homes and these big concrete buildings. And I said, Dad, we have to save those poor people. We have to save them. We have to really help them. <laughs> they must be suffering terribly. Meanwhile, they were multi-million uh, dollar apartments that they were living in and they could have saved me actually. <laughs> From, from the places that we lived in in New York. But that was my experience coming, uh, coming to New York. And I ended up staying in New York for about 29 years. And as Arthur said, I ended up, uh, don't ask me how, I ended up being the general manager of John F. Kennedy Airport, for those of you who have heard of John F. Kennedy for a major uh, airline in New York. And that began my journey into this realm of where I am now because I found myself there after September 11th, and we're all aware of September 11th worldwide, right? Uh, I, I, had, I was flying that day and I was on the last aircraft that left um, John F. Kennedy. And six months after that, I ended up having a panic attack and passing out on the plane. And it was six months after what happened and I, I just didn't understand. They took me to the hospital and I thought I was having a heart attack, right? And they took me to the hospital and the doctor said, sweetie, you're in excellent condition. You had what's called a classic panic attack. So you need to start doing some things to take care of yourself. 
that's what led me to yoga. So I ended up leaving that role. Um, probably in 2010, I left that role. And I started working on myself. And that's when I got into yoga. So as Arthur said, I went from a high powered corporate America job, tons of money, tons of quote, quote, prestige, if you know what I'm saying, and, and tons of benefits and everything, and good, really good lifestyle to making $40 a day teaching yoga. And I was happy. I was actually really, really happy. And uh, one day, my husband said to me, he said, said, honey, in that strong New York accent, he said, honey, you need to get off your kumbaya and get back to making some money and getting a real job. <laughs> so that led me into starting to understand uh, the, the body-mind experience, which led me to coaching. And I started to do some holistic coaching and some learnings. And like Arthur said, we are avid learners. And the more you learn, the more you actually recognize you do not know and the more it opens up doors for you to learn even more and as you continue on that journey it, it not only becomes fun but it starts changing everything around you every single thing around you and that's what happened to me and then people in my corporate america job were like, it kind of was like Meg Ryan when she's eating the lobster, right? And, and people in the room were, were saying, whatever she is having or doing, I want what she's doing. And that's what ended up happening to me. And my coaching, uh, my coaching business um, grew. And then I found um, NLP. And that came by accident, actually, because I was one of Jack Canfield's trainers for his program. And he said to me, he said, Deborah, haven't you done NLP? If you haven't, it's a must. Everything we do is based on NLP. And me at that time, I was like, oh God, another goddamn training. By the way, I told you I'm a grandmother. My grandchildren will tell you that I curse more than anybody in the family. I consider myself a lady, but a lady that will curse. So I Hey, you're an Aussie at heart, so feel free, Deb. <laughs> I'm an Aussie at heart. I'm a true preacher's daughter. Rebellion, right? <laughs> Rebellion and the cursing. So that led me to, to what I'm uh, doing now. And on that journey along NLT, NLP, I ended up finding um, HeartMath which truly has helped me with so many things. You know, as Arthur said, with the stresses of things that happened in, in March of um, 2020, it seems forever ago, 2020, yeah. right? It, it seems longer than, than 18 months ago. And we all had to pivot in some way. And what was it we did? So the heart math actually is something that I use with a lot of my corporate America clients. I use with myself. Um, all the time. When I say all the time, all the time. I use it every single day. So, okay. So I'll disappear say. from I'll disappear from here, Deb. Okay. A great introduction, yeah. guys. Let's just give Deb another huge round of applause before we get started. Send us some love. I'm going to disappear from the okay. screen and I'll run your slides from here, Deb. All you need to say is next slide, okay. next slide, next slide, and Excellent. I'll do that yeah. for you. So, and I'll come back at the end when we'll do the little exercise and the breakout. Perfect. Perfect. So this is going to be high level of what um, the training involves, but high level, you're, you're going to be able to grab a couple of tools and techniques and take them with you and really understand what this heart math 
Institute teaches and, and embody it for yourself. So you'll be able to enjoy these techniques. And as Arthur said, it's really interesting that we use a lot of the same language because we're also very connected in our beliefs and our purpose in life. I have fun with every single thing that I do. And so I want you to have fun with this also, remembering that you're responsible for creating whatever it is you want to get out of this. You want to find the jewels and gems that, that you can take with you from what you're going to learn here today. These tools actually help me so much with some of the crises of things that, that actually happen to us. So I know that you're going to enjoy them too and embody a state of curiosity as you go through some of these learnings. One of the first things I want to do before we even start is some heart-focused breathing together. So this is a technique that you do not even have to close your eyes, such as when you're driving in the car or you're having a conversation with somebody and you get triggered. I have three daughters, right? Sometimes things can trigger us or we could see something that triggers us or something happens while we're driving in traffic or watching something on TV. So heart-focused breathing, as it says on the slide, is an intelligent energy self-regulation technique. So you can close your eyes while you're in a safe environment. I invite you to, or you can experience it with your eyes open. All I want you to do is focus your attention in the area of your heart. And while you're focusing your attention in the area of your heart, just make your inhale and your exhale a little slower and deeper than usual. Maybe inhaling for five seconds and exhaling for five seconds. You want to find a rhythm that's comfortable for you. And just breathe in and out of your heart or chest area. Making sure that inhale and exhale is a little slower and a little deeper than usual. And just focus on your heart. Beautiful. Now you can open your eyes if you have your eyes closed. And that was probably less than 60 seconds. And you will notice that there was a shift inside how you feel once you start connecting to your heart. Sometimes if I'm not in a public place or even if I'm in a public, a public place, I will even bring my hand to my heart so I can actually feel the rhythms and the beating of my heart. So that's called heart-focused breathing. Why? Because we're focusing our attention in the area of the heart. The next slide, Arthur. I'm just going to explain this very quickly because this was fascinating to me. The heart has its own complex nervous system, and it's called the heart brain. And it actually, the heart itself, sends more signals to the brain than the other way around. Right. So when you're thinking about that, I don't know about you, but my mind can be out of control quite often. And it can take me on on a journey that 
cannot be useful or helpful to me in many, many situations. So when we connect to the heart, which has its own complex nervous system, it's going to send signals up to the brain coming from a, a place of love, coming from a place of appreciation, a place of care, all of the things that the heart is meant to produce, okay? So you wanna just remember through this journey that the heart connecting to your heart scientifically has been proven, it will send signals, more signals here than this sends this way, all right? The heart was formed in, uh, in the womb with the mother before the brain was formed. It was formed at around three weeks. So that's why we wanna connect to that part of us that will produce those beautiful signals than this that can produce the signals that are out of control. And I just wanna read this one slide to you, uh, this quote from Rear Admiral Robert Perry. He was actually a great Arctic explorer over a hundred years ago, and it's still relevant today. Very few people during their lifetime come anywhere near exhausting the resources dwelling inside of them. There are deep wells of strength that are never used right? We don't use the deep wells of strength that we have inside of us. And I know for me, I know for me personally, especially I like to say the more mature I get, I don't use the words the older I get, but the more mature I get, I like to pull on those deep wells of strength to either assist with, with my kids if they're going through something or my grandchildren if they're going through certain things or my friends or my clients, right? And Often, there are times that we have to pull on those inner resources, coping with just everyday life. And we have to do that to be happy and fulfilled. So what I want to share with you over this next um, hour, hour and a half or so, is ways to help draw on those resources and build resiliency so that we can be more happy and more fulfilled. Science has proven that these practices just for a few things improve our sleep, improve teamwork and morale and reduce stress and anxiety. And the last 18 months or so, one of the things that I've been working with so many people with is all about stress and anxiety, right? I'm sure you have experienced it yourself, especially, especially Australia has been under a lot more than we've even experienced where I live in, in Florida, right? So with most things that are worthwhile, some of these tools, they take effort and they take practice. And it's important that we want to remember that in order to get from where we are to where we want to be, that we are worth putting that effort and that practice in to getting those results that we want. So before, another thing that Arthur said that he didn't know I was even gonna be saying this is taking notes. Taking notes is key. There are four curses. I told you I like to curse, but there are four curses to learning, to actually learning. And the first one is, I already know that. I can guarantee that all of you know how to breathe, right? Or you wouldn't even be here listening to these tools and techniques that I'm going to share with you. The thing is, do we know how to breathe so that we can get different results and different outcomes? And by breathing into our heart, that is what it produces.
So the first curse is, oh, I already know that, right? The second curse is, if you already know it, are you doing it and are you practicing it? So these tools that you will learn, the couple of tools that I'll share with you, you want to start practicing it. Okay, so that's the second one. And the third one is, which this is a masterclass, is good if you're doing it and practicing it. Have you mastered it? Have you mastered it? And the fourth one is if, if, if you say to yourself, yeah, I've mastered it. I've mastered taking the time to breathe into my heart and connect to my heart and, and do these tools, or I've mastered coming to these master classes, et cetera, et cetera. If you have, what is the evidence that you have? What is the trail that is left behind that you have actually mastered that? So the first one is, I already know that. The second one is, if I know it, are you doing it and practicing it? The third one is, if you are doing it and practicing it, have you mastered it? Does it become automatic that when you're triggered with something, you can do and go right to there? And if you have, what is your evidence that you have? So it's just, it's just a thought to keep in mind as, as you go through this. Now, one of the things which Arthur has the slide up already that I love about HeartMath for me is that it's evidence-based and it has a lot of research behind it. And that's important to me because I can return, refer to the science right when I'm working with my clients or I know for myself there's science behind this. This is the reason it is working because I don't see inside my body what is happening inside my body, whether I'm uh, depleting or renewing my emotions, or I'm excited to get up at 1.30 a.m. to talk about this tool, right? We don't see it, but we feel what, what happens inside of us. So I love the research. And in the full training, you'll learn more about the neuroscience concepts, the heart-brain stuff, which is, which is incredible. But these are um, a few things that you can keep it on that slide for a second. It is used in major hospitals throughout the world uh, and thousands of health healthcare professionals utilize these tools and techniques. Thank you, Arthur. Many businesses, police, fire and corrections. And I know if you all think about what happened in the United States with some of the rioting with the police and things, if they had been utilizing these tools in all of uh, the police forces, how different some of the results and outcomes would have been if they'd had time to connect to their heart first, right? Schools, university, a lot of schools this is taught to, nonprofits all over the world, professional athletes and Olympic teams to enhance their performance. And I'll tell you a little side note with this. One of my students that I taught NLP to maybe about four years or three or four years ago now, she had first mentioned the HeartMath Institute to me and was telling me relating NLP to the HeartMath and, and their teachings. And she said, you know, she said, I can use this with, with the players. She worked with the Chicago Cubs when they won the World Series. And one of the players that was actually the third baseman that got MVP that year um, in the World Series used heart math every time he got up to hit. 
to put himself in a resourceful, resilient, what they call coherent state, he would connect with his breath and breathe into his heart. So it would help him with his anxiety before he got up there on these games where there's literally thousands and thousands of people watching. And of course, military and the special forces also use it. So as I said, the high, you can go back to that other slide now. This is a highlight of the research, some done by HeartMath and an increasingly more amount done by outside sources, which also helps with why it works and why it is just such a fantastic tool to use. The American Board of Cardiology, Alternative Therapies, Harvard Business Review, and seriously, the list, the list goes on. So the next slide, Arthur, thanks. So resilience, if, you, if I were to ask you what resilience means to you, right? Resilience is the ability to overcome challenges and having the energy to push through. How many times do we go through something and at the end of it, we're so completely drained, right? We're like, I don't have any energy to do anything. You know, I honestly can tell you that I'm six, I'm going to be 67 next birthday, that my grandchildren love spending time with me because of the energy I now have. When I was in corporate America, I had no energy because my resiliency on my coping mechanisms and my uh, ability to sustain that energy level was de completely depleted because of my emotions. So another way to resilience means perseverance or grit, right? So as I said, I could have sure needed that when I was in uh, corporate America to have the perseverance or the grit. I would take home the stuff, the shit, the shiitake, as they call it sometimes, with me at the end of the day and regurgitate it to my husband. I don't even know why he married me because I was pretty miserable and pretty unhappy and take it home and relive it over and over and over again. Now I help them to build their own resilience capacity and the ability to bounce back. Resiliency, another way to say it, is the ability to bounce back, to rebound. And um, the Latin origin of resilience, let me just think of what the word is. It's amore, amore. It means to be bent out of shape right? So when we're bent out of shape, we want to get back to our baseline, to where we were. And so that's uh, pretty much the definition of resilience. You can go to the, oh, you are on that slide. Perfect. So as this slide says, you could go back. Sorry, Arthur. It's the um, capacity to prepare for, recover from, and adapt in the face of stress, challenge, or adversity, that's the best way uh, to do it. So now we're gonna move on to the domains of resilience. There's four domains. You may have heard these things talked about in other areas or other realms of, of learning, but the, the four main domains, and these, are, these ones according to HeartMath, are the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. I like to call it MEPS. That's how I, I remember it. And a common phrase around all of these definitions, if you look at the slide, 
is flexibility. Flexibility. Having flexibility is a huge skill set for all of us to learn to adopt and have. So an example of that would be uh, if I get overwhelmed, right, like I was talking about my corporate America job and I'd be completely overwhelmed with things that were, that were happening and I can't handle it, right, or we can't handle things when we get overwhelmed and stressed, frustration uh, sets in, stress sets in, and what happens is it affects us mentally here. Mentally, we end up getting depleted and our energy buckets are drained. We're exhausted, right? Our muscles tighten in our physical body. This is how it plays into the, the four realms. And that's where when we, when we are mentally depleted, overwhelmed and frustrated and it lands in our physical body, that's when we start to make the, uh, the judgments on ourself. Oh, my God, how could I be so stupid? How could I do this? Or how could they do that to me? What's the matter with them, right? So the spiritual realm becomes how we tolerate ourselves and others. It becomes our judgments of ourselves and of others. And usually they're very, very negative. That's where we take ourselves on that realm. What, what happens is it all plays together and it will land in the physical body. And that's ultimately how we get sick. It's ultimately how we get sick. So we want to build and learn how to build our resilience capacity in these four domains. So pretty much we can cope and successfully handle anything that comes our way pretty much anything. So if we're operating at a certain level, right, we're here, we have to increase our capacity if we're going to be the best that we can be.